From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., today is the start of the long-awaited Democratic National Convention. The four-day event, when it was announced a year ago, was originally going to take place in Milwaukee, dropping $200 million into the regional economy and attracting 50,000 visitors. But now it's mostly virtual because of the coronavirus pandemic. Joe Biden will accept his party's nomination from his home state in Delaware. Most other speeches will occur in other places, too, although a few will be broadcast from Milwaukee. Will the scaled-back convention generate enthusiasm for Biden in this important battleground state? Or is there a sense that Wisconsin is, to an extent, being ignored by the Biden campaign, something Hillary Clinton is accused of doing four years ago? Well, it's hard to tell what this convention is going to generate because we haven't been through a virtual convention before. I mean, don't forget the Republicans aren't doing much more with theirs other than the president apparently is content to or intending to accept the nomination from the White House, which is obviously unique. It's just, it's so hard to figure out what this is going to look like and how people are going to tune in, if they're going to tune in, how much they're going to pay attention, and are, how many people who are persuadable are going to be tuning in to the message of the next, you know, four days. So that's tough to know. As far as, like, Biden in Wisconsin, in, in talking to people, there's a real concern among Democrats about Biden not coming to Wisconsin yet. They sense that he will at some point make some kind of visit to Wisconsin, if nothing else, to symbolically check the box that Hillary Clinton didn't. But I don't know if a, a, a visit is what is going to make or break the Biden campaign in Wisconsin. Don't forget, it wasn't just that Hillary Clinton didn't visit Wisconsin in the fall election four years ago, that her campaign put resources in places that she wasn't going to win um, and neglected Wisconsin in doing so. They're not doing that this time around. The state party, for example, is flush with cash. cash uh, both campaigns, Trump and Biden's, are putting resources here. Just a different approach. Uh, the Democrats see more intent on reaching voters digitally, you know, whether it's phone calls or through digital ads or emails or text messages, whereas Trump campaigns doing more on the ground um, contacts. And while Biden stays home, Republican President Donald Trump is holding an in-person event in Oshkosh today, the opening day of the convention. Also, Vice President Mike Pence will be in Wisconsin later this week. What kind of message is Trump trying to send to Wisconsin voters with his in-person appearance? Well, you know, part of it is just plain old trolling of the Biden campaign for not having Biden coming here to accept the nomination. You know, I'm sure you're going to hear the president say, hey, Biden's not coming to Wisconsin. I'm here. Um, Now, how effective that is, you know, we'll see. Again, there's certain uh, segments of the population that don't want politicians campaigning in their communities because of COVID-19. So, you know, there's a of a mixed environment for that, but they're just definitely going to go out there and drive a message of they're committed to Wisconsin and raising the question of how committed is Biden. Now, one thing about, you know, campaign stops and, and turn operations, you know, I don't care how good your ground game is in a campaign, you have to have a good environment or a receptive environment to be able to execute it well. You know, if, if the environment is going against President Trump, doesn't matter how many phone calls he makes, how many doors they knock, you're not going to get somebody who doesn't want to vote for Trump to vote for him just because you hope at his or her door. Same thing for Democrats. If the Democrats have a bad environment this fall, it doesn't matter how many digital contacts they make, how many phone calls they make, you're not going to get somebody who doesn't want to vote for Joe Biden to vote for him. 
What you can do though with these operations is if it's a nip and tuck race, if we're talking like it's down to a point or two, then operation can take advantage of the environment to turn people out who maybe wouldn't have otherwise and get in the polls. And so that's what I'm kind of watching is right now in the polling, we're seeing Biden up, you know, five, six points, which is not an insurmountable gap whatsoever. But if the environment is pro-Biden in Wisconsin come November, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be here. He just has to make sure that he has that kind of those contacts and because it's hard for the president or anybody, any candidate to overcome an environment that going against him or her uh, in election. Another group that isn't staying home is the protesters. Several organizations are expected to gather in Milwaukee to march for various causes. What do you think that will look like? Good question. Hard to know how those protests will go, if they'll turn violent, if there's going to be, you know, footage of clashes with police. And don't forget, too, um, the national media aren't really coming to Milwaukee. So since the, you know, the nominee's not coming and there's really a scaled-back operation, we're not expecting a huge national media presence. So they'll be getting feeds from, we think, from local TV about any incidents in the streets. It's just going to be, I don't know, I guess I don't know how, what to expect in terms of the attention that the protesters will get for being here when there's not as rich of a media environment with this virtual convention that will be present in Milwaukee. In another development, it looks like the Wisconsin Elections Commission this week is going to take up challenges to rapper Kanye West's attempt to get on the Wisconsin ballot in November. A couple of individuals and groups, including the Democratic Party of Wisconsin, are questioning the validity of West's signatures, and they say his campaign was late in turning them into the Elections Commission office. Some Democrats are afraid that West, if he gets on the ballot, would siphon votes from Joe Biden. What do you think is going to happen here? Well, I'm not going to guess what the commission will do, but in talking to attorneys who know election law in Wisconsin, um, they're not real persuaded by his argument about what 5 o'clock means. And that's what's key here is the uh, response that West's campaign filed to the challenge of nomination papers says that the commission told him, or his campaign, that they turned in the the nomination papers at 14 seconds past 5 p.m., State law says basically have to be turned in by 5 p.m. The West campaign's argument is that by 5 p.m. means 5 p.m. and 59 seconds. So the real cutoff is 5:01 p.m. Now, again, I'm not an attorney, but in talking to a number who've you know followed campaign or campaign laws in Wisconsin, election laws in Wisconsin, they weren't persuaded by that argument. The question is, will the commission, which is split three-three among Democratic and Republican appointees, so you know, hard to say, but um, it is something to watch. And oh, by the way. Regardless of how the commission rules this week, there's a chance we'll end up in court because a loser of that discussion from the elections commission can go to court and challenge it. So it may not be done just because the commission issues a ruling on Thursday. It could take a judge or judges to weigh in before it's all said and done. And finally, the Republican Party of Wisconsin last week launched an ad campaign against Democratic Governor Tony Evers. The ad is called Asleep at the Switch. It criticizes Evers for what the GOP perceives was a lack of response to the unrest that occurred in Madison back in June. That's when, amid protests for racial justice, some people tore down two iconic statues and vandalized buildings. Democratic State Senator Tim Carpenter of Milwaukee was beaten up when he stopped to take photos. Two white women were arrested in his beating. So we're still two years away from the governor's race. What do you think this ad is trying to accomplish? Uh, Republicans are seeing the Marquette poll with Governor Evers at plus 20 
for a job approval rating, and they're trying to stop those numbers from hardening. Um, you know, the governor, he's had some issues in how he's run state government, and there's a lot of attention paid to that within the kind of bubble around the Capitol, but it doesn't seem to be breaking through with people, you know, average voters. I mean, like, there, there are real problems with the unemployment insurance program in Wisconsin and the backlog in claims being processed and paid, but so far, Evers has had a pretty good run with voters in terms of his numbers, especially because it seems to be driven by COVID-19 and his handling of that. Publics have seen that and going, okay, they can't let those numbers really take hold. They need to try and start taking them down a notch. Now, there are Republicans who complain to me quite a bit that they feel like he really gets a free pass for the problems he's had in Madison. But, you know, in talking to people on both sides of the aisle, the impression I get is that, you know, voters tend to like Evers because they seem he seems like a nice guy. Um, they spent eight years kind of in turmoil under Governor Walker with constant battles in the Capitol. They're seeing the turmoil in Washington, D.C. with President Trump, and they're just relieved to have somebody who seems like a, a decent guy who they like, you know, with, with less drama. So for whatever reason, the Evers is doing well with the voters, and Republicans are trying to, to change that because they don't want to lock in uh, this far out because once it locks in, it's hard to change that perception when it comes election time. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.